I'm not going to throw it in there just to throw it in there. What? Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) How many times do you think you've already said podcast? Probably 11. Ooh, Uh. (laughs) that's it. New goal. Not saying that word for the next 45 minutes. Nice try. I'm not going to say it. I might say wadcast. That doesn't count. All right. Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor side of life. Good people, what is up? It is your girl, Yolanda Murphy, here with this Exceptional Journey podcast. Thank you for clicking over to my little corner of the podcast world and rocking with me just for a little bit. How have you been? If this is your first time, hello. How are you? How have you been? Good. And if this is not your first time, girl, where you been? I've been waiting for you. Well, either way it goes, welcome to this exceptional journey. I have some amazing people with me today. But before we get started, you know I always like to plug my social media just because I'm absent-minded and I always forget to do it at the end. Um, So find me on Facebook and Instagram at This Exceptional Journey. And then hit me up on Twitter, 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 what? <laughs> hit me up on Twitter at TEJ Podcast. Even hashtag me, TEJ Podcast. Questions, comments, suggestions. Let me know that you're there. All right? Cool. So probably, as you can tell from the title and from the beautiful picture um, from today's episode, I have some amazing people with me today. So (laughs) before we even get started, we do have tissues on the table. I just want you to know, Uh. Matt has already said he's going to cry. In a good way, it's going to be a good cry. But I'm probably going to start cry as well because this, this couple has been so instrumental in my growth after my diagnosis. These people have no idea. So let me go ahead and just jump right in. You hear them. Let me go ahead and introduce them. So we have Stephanie. Thank you, Yolanda. What's up, girl? What's up, girl? And we have Matt or Matthew. Matt. (laughs) No, Matt's good. All right. Informal today. The Skelettis are in the building. Oh, yeah. We're here. <laughs> Party time. Yes. So if you do not know who these people are, I've definitely mentioned Stephanie more than I can count on a few podcasts, actually. Um, and even in my blog, right? Yes, you have. Yeah, because, so I mean, grateful. you're just amazing. I mean, well, come on. I'm humbled. Well, like I'm humbled because you're humbled. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this woman is the leader of the auspicious... Ooh, big words. I like big, that. Uh, we did say we weren't going to use big I'll words. I'll look that one way. up. I'll get my phone. <laughs> that one up later. <laughs> but she is the awesome leader of the Young Adult Cancer Support Group at the Cancer Caring Center here mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you've listened to me, if you've read anything that I've written, you already know this group is my family, bar none. I don't know where I would be without this group. She is the leader. She's the founder. She's everything. She's here in the building. <laughs> oh, Yolanda. <laughs> Listen, I don't know where I would be without this Listen, group. well, listen, so. we're going we're gonna to get I'll there say. in a second. So then we also have Matt, her awesome husband. <laughs> like, 
we're gonna get to him he's he's this man alone he he's he's amazing himself so let's get started right Mm -hmm. away so probably as all of you know anytime we talk on the podcast the whole point is to tell a story the whole point is you know I tell everyone when I started the podcast the whole point was because I needed everyone to see what a young adult cancer survivor looked like what we go through what we face what we deal with so that people can see that yeah there is life after a diagnosis so I thought why not bring these two amazing people on so they can talk about their stories they can tell you exactly where they are what they're doing now and maybe you'll get some nuggets along the way cool Awesome. Very cool. So let's get started. Stephanie, I'm going to start with you. Let's always start out like, so what's your story? Like, let's talk about the diagnosis. Let's go back. Let's start Honestly, there. Honestly, it was August 24th, 2005. I was 19. Mm. And yeah. I was told, well, I was in the hospital by myself, by this doctor that had absolutely no heart, that I had leukemia. Mm. It was ALL leukemia. Um, I was told it was the, the good leukemia, the one you want to have. No, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that chemo was starting in two days, that the side effects were going to be this, that, and the other. And all I remember from the side effects was that there's a chance that I could never have kids in the future. Mm-hmm. And out went the doctor out of the room. And I was just mortified. There was no family history of mm. cancer at all. And I didn't even know how chemo was administered. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 19 with not a care in the world. Of course. Yeah. And so two days later, I started chemotherapy here in Pittsburgh. Thank God. It was all local. Mm-hmm. And my family just were my saviors. They Absolutely. really were there hand and foot. And the interesting thing about it was, you know, I celebrated my 20th birthday in the hospital. It was mm. two weeks <laughs> of, of treatment at that point. I had lost my hair, which was just one of the most traumatizing mm-hmm. times. But... Interestingly enough, I kept a smile mm. through it all. I'm not going to say 100% of the time, yeah. but um, I, I just, there was something in me that kept the hope alive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm sure my family was a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. So I had a year of intensive chemo. I had brain radiation. I had spinal taps. Wow. Um, I took a year yeah. off of college. And then when I went back to school the following year, I had the the most intense chemo brain, and Mm. I was in classes to be um, a pharmacist, believe it or not. Mm. And I had, like, organic chemistry and Mm. physics and calculus. And let's face it, I was failing. (laughs) I couldn't even remember how to finish a sentence because my brain wasn't working. Of course. I still had all this chemo, I think, embedded in my brain. So I did some soul searching that year, Mm. and that's when I found social work. Mm. And so I had an internship at the Cancer Caring Center, And this is when I'm a three-year survivor. I had Mm. never heard of the Cancer Caring Center. Mm -hmm. And I was just baffled by it. And Mm. so fast forward to 2010, I was graduating with my master's in social work degree. Mm. University of Pittsburgh. Hey, hey. Hey. Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. And I immediately rolled into a full-time position at the Cancer Caring Center. It just worked out so perfectly Mm -hmm. that it's scary. And so within a year, I had an opportunity, and the opportunity was to start a program for young Mm. adults. Because during my experience, you were absolutely the youngest on the floor. Absolutely. You didn't have any friends who were diagnosed. There was no support group available. Absolutely. Facebook was just getting off the Mm. ground. I mean, this was when Facebook was offered for college students only. And so... It just wasn't the same as it right. is now, but mm-hmm. still, it there was just absence of 
support for mm -hmm. young adults. Mm -hmm. So I started it um, just by running a monthly support group, and we'd get one one group member one month, none the next. We'd get two to three the next mm -hmm. month, and it would die again. And it just kept growing slowly but surely. And so the more I heard what the needs were within the group, mm -hmm. And I could certainly agree to them. Mm -hmm. That's when I expanded the program and I thought I need to take on this responsibility to fundraise and expand the program so that the group members could also not only maintain their lifestyle of you have to get the treatment. Like I always believed in medicine, but you also have to have a life outside Listen. of that yes and yeah. when we're strapped of all of our finances as young adults mm -hmm. and we're up to our necks in debt mm -hmm. you don't have the finances to just go out to the movies or go kayaking on the summer in pittsburgh mm -hmm. or you know so that's when i started offering monthly social activities yes. and it just gave a, the group another way to connect to build friendships to relate to each other mm -hmm. um, for caregivers to meet each other mm -hmm. and so that it's another form of component of support um, and just as equally I started offering the financial assistance mm -hmm. stipend that people could apply for annually so it started out as just a hundred dollars and I thought like my work was done like this was <laughs> it I was accomplished <laughs> and we were good to go but then as I took on the responsibility of fundraising I just felt more compelled to increase the grant amount. Mm -hmm. And so in 2012, granted, we have only been offering this program for like six months now at the Cancer Caring mm -hmm. Center. That's when I met Matt. So, so nice. you know, I'm working out in the gym one morning at LA Fitness, and this guy. You might as well get into it, you right? You might as well go it's, right hey, into it. Hey, it's part of Why the story. Wait. Part of the story. Here we go. Here we this are. guy comes up to me and tells me that I stole his machine in the gym. <laughs> and as I look over at him, thinking he's this conceited, not friendly guy, machine? I catch what? him looking at his friend, like <laughs> winking and laughing at me. Oh, it and was a ploy. It might have been a ploy. It was a ploy. When it was a ploy. When you walk up to a woman as gorgeous as oh, this, please. you don't know what you're going to say. You, <laughs> you have you no are correct. plan. You just go... And you hope something comes out. And that's what came out. And it did. You took my machine. Not necessarily what I wanted to come out, but that's what came out. So yeah. we made a bet in the gym, and I think I lost the bet, so I had to go to the front desk and get Yikes. his phone number. We go to, we go on our, our first date, and we were there for three hours. Oh, and oh wait, I'm going to have to jump in on the first date. Can I just tell a quick story? Sure. So let me just say what happened on the first date as we're sitting there at, <laughs> yes. at dinner. This is getting and juicy. I proceeded to ask <laughs> my wife, at, not at the time, but I said uh, she was my first date mate. First date mate. Oh, yeah. I like it. I said, what do you do? I said, what do you do? And she proceeds to tell me the story that she just told Yolanda, which was you know, I'm a cancer survivor. I started this young adult cancer support group. Mm -hmm. I do this. I'm conquering the world, and I do that. <laughs> Didn't say and that. And then she looked at me and said, "What do you do?" And I said, "How do I say anything <laughs> after that?" You? How do you? She's she's just crushing it out there, and I was so impressed. Yes. I don't remember what I said after she asked me that, but that was quite the moment. And I thought, this girl has it going on. Oh, she, for sure. Oh yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. But I was go just ahead. trying to show ready. some confidence. You know, it's your first date. You got to. You got to. Gotta, you got to go big, baby. Oh, show, go she big or go big. home. Yep. So. <laughs> go ahead. I so, know you're going to tell another story. You know, that's when I really think that Matt 
fell in love with the program as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we stayed friends for six months. We started dating. And then uh, in 2014, this guy, he decided to fundraise before competing in the world's toughest mutter, which is a 24 hour mm. tough mutter. And he ended up raising $12,000 for yaks. And, you know, we fell in love and I just completely fell in love with the program. The mm-hmm. more that I fundraised and the more that the group continued to grow and, and then it motivated Matt to want to fundraise more. So it mm-hmm. was just this pattern of support, increasing and fundraising increasing Mm -hmm. and throughout the years like we've just built a community and Mm -hmm. this remains the only program in western pennsylvania for our age range of 18 to 39 give or take uh with cancer and Mm -hmm. you know as you know like we've lost a handful along the way but i'm reminded every single day of how beautiful this group really Mm -hmm. is like you Mm -hmm. said it it has become family and It is something that I never even imagined would grow to this Mm -hmm. potential. And I just am so grateful for it every single day. Like, isn't she amazing? I mean, I, 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 but I'm the one that's like, I feel like I'm the lucky one because I have grown this opportunity, not knowing what its potential was Mm -hmm. to see the relationships and the friendships that have formed. You know, it's, it's just been an incredible journey. It's been and then to have a husband who falls in love with it too, and to, I mean now he's raised well over fifty thousand well dollars for the program, over. like <laughs> well beyond. Over. I yes. mean I think like, we're close to like freaking ridiculous seventy five thousand, if I could say probably. We're doing pretty good, yeah, in fundraising. Pretty, but to good. hear, to hear, I mean to think of the perspective that you guys have, and especially stuff like you're saying that she says she's lucky to have gone through this. I mean to have that perspective of somebody who feels they're lucky to Mm -hmm. go through the difficult time in 19, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. That is, Mm -hmm. it blows my mind to hear that because I can't speak to being a cancer survivor, but to hear that perspective is just, Mm -hmm. it blows my mind every time I hear her say the word lucky when talking about cancer. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. That is good. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, like you say, it's so important because everyone has a story Mm -hmm. and every story is so unique. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what builds us up as one at the end of the day mm-hmm. because we can all build upon each other mm-hmm. yet we can all stand solo and and shine as one absolutely Very you know true. it's absolutely. just so that's what's so incredible about my job is that i get to, to experience everyone right and and get to share the stories through you all right right i think that um one of the biggest things for me and i'm going to come back to something you said in a minute about um, having that, um, perception of being lucky. Um, but to piggyback off of what you said really quick, um, Stephanie, having a story, like one of my podcast episodes talks about Mm -hmm. your story Mm -hmm. and why it is important Mm -hmm. to tell your story, Mm -hmm. because here's one thing. And I think I've mentioned, um, maybe in one of like the very first group meetings we had, I talked about things, like I'm, I've always been a dreamer. Like my mom calls me her dreamer, like all the time. Like, I love that. what are you going to yeah, do right. now? I'm like, I don't know, mom. I just want to try something new. Right. Good but, for you. um, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, I've always had a story like, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I think again, one of the, um, very first support groups that I went to, 
I was like, I, you know, I want to write a book and I want to do this. And I think it was you. You were like, so tell me a little bit about, you know, what, what's your, what is your life? I was like, my life is like a movie. Oh, well, tell me a little bit about <laughs> it. I was so fascinated right. and interested. I'm still fascinated. Right. And You're I was unbelievable. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, stars in this room. Two stars. Two stars. In this room. But, I mean, I basically just, of course, quickly ran the gamut and was like, I've gone through this and I've been through that. And this is mm. what I, how I want to tell my story. Um, and then breast cancer was just another chapter, so to speak, for me to, to talk about. And I think it's so crucial and so vital that everyone recognize what we've gone through is not, I mean, it's not, thank you. It's not, um, Mm -hmm. it's not common, right. But it's not uncommon, right. But your story is still your story and your story is not mine. Exactly. You know what I mean? And your perspective is not mine. How I, we could have the same exact diagnosis at the same exact time, same exact age, have the same exact, you know, things going on, married or not married kids or not kids, but we could take it two different ways, like two completely different ways. And I see that. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah, no. And I think exactly. Yeah. You know, that's one of the issues, not issues, but complications that people think they should be a certain way or Mm -hmm. react a certain way. And you have to take a step back and say, you need to process this, how you how it's best fit for you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to take the right steps to get to the goal that you have, but you don't necessarily have to do it in someone else's footsteps. No, you have. And here's, if nothing else, I've learned uh, how to live after a diagnosis is you have to do it the best way you can. Exactly. Like there is no right or wrong way to grieve, you know, your first cancer friend. There is no way um, to even grieve your own losses. There is no right or wrong way, but you have to do it the best way you can. Mm-hmm. And like you said, someone else's shoes are not going to fit you because they're not you. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why I, I thought it so vital and crucial. You know, at one of our <laughs> one of our outings, I t- literally told everyone, everyone gets a podcast episode. You get a podcast episode. You get a podcast episode. <laughs> and everybody thought I was joking. I'm like, no, guys, seriously. Like, mm-hmm. I need everyone to recognize that you have a story and it needs to be told. And if I can use any platform that I have, why not? You know right. what I mean? So right. here we are. <laughs> but let's get back to something you said really quick, Matt. So it's so funny that you said, um, I think think i'm paraphrasing of course yeah, i think it's it. so um interesting or you said it amazing that you know people after having a diagnosis of cancer would think themselves lucky to have gotten either the diagnosis or to be privy to the things that they've gone through why do you think that or well, i'm sorry th- not necessarily why do you think that what makes you think that why, why is it amazing to you as a co-survivor what that's a really good question should I get the tissue ready? You sure? <laughs> I think it's – so obviously I'm not a cancer survivor, but to see, you know, my wife go through it and to hear some of the stories, I mean, you're mentioning that this is a chapter of your story, and I think it's, you know, it's different based off a of diagnosis for some people. It's not – it may not end well. Mm-hmm. But for to hear you say that it's a chapter, meaning there are chapters after this chapter mm-hmm. – it's not over, and you you didn't give up. Steph didn't give up. So to for me to hear the word lucky, I mean, you see it's an experience where you potentially may not be here in a year. Mm-hmm. And to, to think that experience to be lucky just, I mean, absolutely blows my mind to go through something as traumatic and as difficult mm-hmm. and as just wearing you down, all that stuff. And I, I think I – 
could get the perspective of lucky to have survived it Mm -hmm. but it seriously feels like my wife is lucky to have actually gotten it and Mm -hmm. that is that still blows my mind so i don't know that i can fully respond because i'm not i didn't go through it but Mm -hmm. i think to have that perspective and to give to give herself hope i mean that there is going to be a next year a 10 years a 20 mm-hmm. years and she could be married to the greatest guy on the planet i mean that's great <laughs> just to maybe, have that just oh, did maybe. i plug myself right i didn't know <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know that fully answers the question but no, it's it it's so impressive to say that word to me mm-hmm. involving cancer and to have that perspective i feel is why she's been so successful as she's been and the same with you and the same with the majority or all of the yaks uh, the young adult cancer mm-hmm. survivors and to have the the fun outgoing personality and like you said to feel it's a chapter and not the end mm-hmm. gives you that belief in your mind that i can do it mm-hmm. it's 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 quite impressive well i mean i think you had a, an important point is is the perspective of it mm-hmm. you know and and believing you know we always talk about in life what you think is what you believe. Mm-hmm. So I think that's always something that you should remember in any situation in life, whether, mm-hmm. you know, there's been addiction in your life or a trauma. I mean, can- we say cancer definitely is a trauma experience. Listen, it is. Uh, PTSD is real. You know, yeah. and, and, and Matt can talk about different situations in his life as well mm-hmm. where we've all grieved, mm-hmm. whether you're a cancer survivor or not, mm-hmm. but it's the perspective. It's believing that this is temporary mm-hmm. um whether you know you have a terminal diagnosis or not mm-hmm. you have to live every single day listen you hit it on the head to the max like so i in one of my i think in the preview of my podcast um you know i try to give like a brief synopsis of mm-hmm. you know what it's going to be about mm-hmm. um and one of the key phrases i almost honestly I could have said this phrase and left it at that is yes. Um, this is going to be a lot about cancer, but to be honest, a lot of the nuggets that will be dropped, you can use in almost any area of life. Like you said, like addiction or abuse or trauma. Um, you can use some of the things. It just so happens we're talking about cancer, right? That's Mm -hmm. really all it is. But if nothing else, if someone who is young or even older, I mean, you know, trauma or, you know, things don't have an age, but we can tell from the young adult perspective, but if nothing else, if we can reach other young adult cancer survivors or even other young adult survivors and tell them, Hey, we're still here. Like we're still making it. We're still kicking it. Absolutely. And, um, that's, that's vital to me. That is, that's so crucial. So again, the whole preface of this exceptional journey. (laughs) and you know let's face it like as you can you've seen you've experienced i think the world still is behind and acknowledging that young adults with cancer and post treatment (laughs) survivors survivors um we have such unique issues Mm -hmm. we can't relate to a a 13 year old no we can't relate to a 16 year old or an 18 year old we can't relate to a 50-year-old, right. you know, so it's just a unique gap that I think is still mm-hmm. missing when it comes to uh, the type of treatment that we get, the, mm-hmm. the attention that we get mm-hmm. in the hospital system, mm-hmm. the financial assistance that's available for us. Oh, so let's stop there just real quick. What yeah. do you think, and this is a complete side note, we're going to come back. What do you <laughs> think about the um, bill that was just passed, about the deferment for student loans? 
It's it's incredible. Isn't that amazing? It is groundbreaking. But here's the thing. So I went to Capitol Hill yeah. with Critical Mass yeah. and lobbied and, you know, got all these people on board, what have you. She is a badass. I'm telling you. <laughs> she she's is. such a badass. I'm telling you. I'm in a room the only with reason two why badasses. I'm this up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's Matt. true. But the only reason why I brought it up, because you said financial, but a, a lot of people on the Capitol, on, on the Hill were like, why, why do we even need a bill for this? Like, why is it they that we They don't even realize. Need- they're my blind point, to it, right? They had no idea that while you were going through active cancer treatment, you still had to pay your student loans. And then I announced like, ridiculous. this in the group. One girl goes directly to the lender, mm. and they called her out and saying she's a liar. Are yeah. you kidding me? So I had to go back to the person who gave me the information. Oh my and gosh! And long, I mean, ultimately, she was. It worked, but like they were fighting back. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So I say that to say it's it's utterly like repulsive like why should we have to fight right. we're already fighting exactly yeah, right. we're already yeah, fighting you don't need another battle no yeah, we exactly. don't and i mean don't get me wrong to some people money makes the world go round money is a great helper of my world going around right but my happiness is not in my money exactly but i do it's need it to point. survive yeah you know exactly. what i mean like yeah. i still have bills i have yeah. lights and gas you know what i mean i still have like you said every once in a while i want to go out like you guys want to go to the movies you know, so I'm not in my house thinking about cancer and exactly. my bald head. And you know what I mean? So I just yeah. wanted to throw that in there really quick because that was. Well, I don't know if you heard this, but Critical Mass is shutting down. No. Listen, when I tell you I got the email yesterday. So, I mean, to be honest, and this can be a complete side note. Listen, when Kate left. Yeah. When Kate left, I said, I feel a couple ways about this because yeah. I was just with her, you know lobbying and we did all of these great wonderful things and then she sent out this memo like mm. oh guys i'm stepping down what i know like it was crazy it was like something was approved finally and now and then it was done gone. yeah when we need her was, the most right it's just... it was very interesting to say the least i mean on one hand you know i completely understood because in in some of her memos she said something about you know i i didn't know that getting into this so you know big or what have you would have led to this i I feel like this is ridiculous that we have to fight for such things but i feel like she says she's still gonna fight but in a different way but then i'm thinking um but then i don't know i I mean i have my own thoughts about it because like you left but then you left nothing for this organization to go with so then you're thinking of yourself, but you're not thinking of everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a catch-22. Um, because I'm like, I mean, it's great that you want to do your thing, but th- we're still out here. But Critical Mass was the biggest advocacy yes, organization for young adults. Oh, yes, is that right? And now that it's shutting it. down, yes. it's yeah. like, what now? Right. Oh, what exactly. do we have now? You know I didn't even have? read the email. I was just livid. You I'm, have four letters. Y-A-C-S. <laughs> we do. Is we do. So let's talk about mm-hmm. this really quick. So Yax is here in Pittsburgh. Had you ever thought about like moving it? Not moving it, but like expanding? No. Because really? there's so much more work to be done here first. Okay. That's okay. really why. Um, and let's face it, Yax is a program of the Cancer Caring Center. Yeah. It's not its own 501c3. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I want to start my own cherry. It's okay. a lot of work. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, it's just, I think because it's working well now yeah. that I'm happy where I am yeah. and I'm yeah. happy to continue growing it as need be. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I Listen, 
if you don't, if you didn't, I, I would, I'm fine. Oh yeah. Cause I don't want to share you anyway. <laughs> like I just I thought I would you ask. you wanted to go. No, Did you have a no, suggestion? No, no, no. I want her to stay oh, okay. right here with me. Like, I don't want I'm just so anywhere. devoted to our area Absolutely. that I think for other areas that need the support, like I, I would hope and pray that they would do some research mm-hmm. and find out ways to, to pick up on some local support mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. And I would be more than happy to yeah. help anyone out there in the world. Absolutely. Uh, because there's plenty to go around, let's face it. There is. And, yeah. I mean, I think it's crucial that you said that other people, because here's the thing, one person can't do all the work. No. Listen, because just like you said, you know, having your own nonprofit, it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, I mean, in, in the Cancer Caring Center alone, like, I wear many, many hats. Mm-hmm. I could I could clearly run Yaks as its own organization. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's nice to be able to offer Yaks within so mm-hmm. many other free support Absolutely. services. Absolutely. That so that you're not breaking the bank to try and find a therapist. Absolutely. Let's face it, you well, shouldn't have to. Let's plug there. What else does the Cancer Caring Center have going on? Uh, we do have a licensed clinical social worker that offers individual counseling, so you don't have to go through your insurance company and, and try to find one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Wendy, our counselor, offers um, hourly therapy sessions both in our office and over the phone for those who can't make it in. Wonderful. So there's always mm-hmm. an alternative option for mm-hmm. that. Uh, and then we have... 20, currently 23 community support groups to try and make it convenient for everyone because in Pittsburgh it's hard to navigate through the city, especially during oh, rush hour. Oh my gosh, as we it's all ridiculous. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we try to make it convenient. Uh, so YAX is one of the support groups that we offer. Uh, and then we have a handful of wellness programs, mm-hmm. gentle yoga, Reiki, hands-on therapy. We have exercise classes now for patients and survivors. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, research, if you look in the research, it is so critical for people to just move mm-hmm. as much or as little as they possibly can. Because if you move the smallest bit, and Matt can add to this, mm-hmm. uh, it just <laughs> helps there. with your energy, mm-hmm. with your appetite, with recovery, mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. So it's it's... It's challenge to get the people to come, yeah. but once they come and they reap the benefits, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Uh, we also have art therapy. We have nutrition classes. I mean, and the list only goes on. Right. We have right. a food pantry, so we're the only organization locally to give out free cases of Insure mm, for patients. Which is very crucial, like during chemo and stuff. And it's like 40 to $60 a case, yes. depending on what kind you get. Yeah, so add is. that on top of copays and medical yep. expenses and parking tickets and, oh my you know, travel fees and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, what we do is so vital to recover towards recovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and just sustaining your survivorship, both mentally and physically, because... Like I said, I'm a firm believer in medicine, but you have to have the emotional support as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I believed it since day one of my own diagnosis. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. That is crucial. And I have yet, I've, I've been to a few of the um, groups, like the nutrition group, uh-huh. um, where we, they, we did smoothies. They were amazing. <laughs> they were good. so good. And all, all services are professionally led. So you're not getting a, a and you know, you're not just getting a, a, a peer support, right. you know, a survivor just wanting to feel passionate about running a nutrition mm-hmm. class. Like this is a registered dietitian from one of our premier cancer centers in Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so they're all professionally led services, which is so critical to offering the best care. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely vital. Just like you said, for an overall perspective, not just exactly like medicine, but for your mind, for your spirit, like it's so vital. And like you said, even during and after your diagnosis, it was very crucial to know it's not the end, you know what I mean? But I need to be um, serviced Mm -hmm. all around, Mm -hmm. not just, 
chemo wise, but okay, I need to talk to someone or I need to eat right. Or like you said, exercise, the well-rounded person is definitely, I can attest to like after my diagnosis and such, I mean, I'm spiritual anyway, you know what I mean? I, I already, right. you know, knew I was going to be okay, but like, you need to move girl, get up. Exactly. Like you can't lay down. You know what I mean? Like going through chemo, like my mom, and it's so funny. I tell this story to everyone. Like my mom, after I had four rounds of chemo, after every chemo treatment, my mom took me somewhere. Like we didn't go straight home. So it. after one chemo treatment, we went and got a Manny and Petty. I love it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. After another one, we went to the farmer's market because she knew I like kettle corn and she knew they had kettle corn. Nice. So we just walked around for a little bit. It wasn't long, mm -hmm. uh, but it was that movement. She was like, no, what you're not going to do is go that's home. Cool. You know that what I mean? That's a great idea. I love it. Yeah, um, I love that too. And then I think the very last one, it, I, I did all my chemos on a, a Friday, you mm -hmm. know, just to rest, you know, for mm -hmm. the weekend. That Sunday, she was like, okay, we're going to go to the arts festival. I was like, mom, I just had chemo two days ago. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm going to be baking in the sun. Oh, we'll just buy you a hat. Uh, <laughs> what? She's a go-getter. Right? She gets after it. Where do you think I get it from? I know. Hey, now I know exactly. Shot you out, mom. Hey, mom. Hey, love you. Hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom. Yeah. I'm on TV, mom. Oh, my podcast. Um, but yeah, I think it's so cool. <laughs> he said it again. He said it. Oh, <laughs> we knew you couldn't resist. For all the listeners, we had a little bet if I was going to say the word P-O-D-C-A-S-T because I was loving using that word. And I said I wasn't going to say it, and now I did. So back to the story. We knew I he wasn't going to last, again. though. We, we knew he wasn't going to last. You can only hold out for so It's long. okay. I just think you love saying the word. But anyway, so um, yes, I'm so glad we got to tell a little bit about the Cancer Caring Center because, yeah. Thank again, you. here in the city – it is one of the only ones that we have. One of so, the very, very few. Yeah, so it's it's definitely um, crucial to get that information out there. And if you guys have any other questions, I'm probably, I'm going to link all of your information down below in the um, show notes. So if you guys have any questions, hit Stephanie up um, and Absolutely. let her know if you know of anyone that could um, benefit from the services, either of Yaks or of the Cancer Caring Center, yep. definitely hit her up and, and let her know. And she'll be right with you. Um, yes, so she will. She's very good at getting back to people. <laughs> oh, she's and amazing. From We're talking about perspective. Yeah. Just real quick, for somebody who is not a survivor, but I've been to the socials that Absolutely. Steph has and Yaks has, to see the camaraderie and openness and just fun. Again, me, I had never met anyone young adult battling cancer until I met Steph. And then she says, do you want to come to – the social and in my head, I don't know if this is naive or I just didn't know anything. But I'm like, what? What are you know? What are these people going to be like? Like this is going to be so weird. Like cancer <laughs> I mean, survivors. Right? No, like they're I probably going to have no energy and just laying around. I mean, complete mm -hmm. opposite of that. And mm -hmm. I came in. I can't remember the first event. If it was bowling or, or game night or something. Or but something, I yeah. mean, just I mean uplifting and the positivity mm -hmm. and energy with this group mm -hmm. I, I beg anyone that needs something mm -hmm. like that to go because it is it's powerful mm -hmm. Absolutely. it is pretty awesome um it's so funny because you're all up in my notes thank <laughs> you so much <laughs> i wasn't cheating I no swear. baby it's I fine look. it's I'm, I'm glad you know it's organically happening that's it's, right yeah. i'm that's loving right. it conversational right yeah. um so one question i did have you actually just answered it is how did you feel being you know thwarted into this young adult cancer world um and then as well was it hard for you to accept and be in love with someone that previously had cancer because you said you never knew anyone like did anyone in your family have cancer ever i uh, had my 
aunt, I no, she she ended up with cancer at the very end, but she was okay. in ill health. So no, th- there hasn't really been a history okay. of cancer. But th- that is that's a great question because I'll never forget. You know, we started dating and talking and everything, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself that that was, to be honest, my first thought was, oh man, like that's gonna be tough. Like she had this, yeah. You know, who who knows what's gonna happen in the future? But then, and Steph will laugh because I I told my father this when he asked me about going out with Steph. You know, he I know asked, you know, say. He, 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 I'm he, scared, knows the I'm, word. I'm no, 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 myself. it's not bad. It's not bad. It was just a funny it's word that deep. I used. It is deep, but I'll, I'll mention why I said it. And the, one of the first things I said was after I said beautiful, gorgeous, uh, oh, yeah, perfect yeah. body, all that stuff, I said, she has substance. And my dad was like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And what I, what I meant was, what I meant to say is she has so many layers that go deep. And it's to me, it's like, okay, if you have somebody that can go out there and crush cancer, mm-hmm. what can she not do? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – and then I'm thinking, you know, we get together. We stay together for a long time. God forbid anything happens to either one of us, if it's big or small, we can get through it. She beat cancer. Mm-hmm. Like, what can't we beat? Mm-hmm. So to mm-hmm. have that mindset, to me, it was – I think the first thought, just because you hear cancer, I thought scary, like not yeah, good. Yeah. And now I think it's it's empowering and just badassery. Mm-hmm. It's not a word out there. Don't look Make that, that one up. Word up. But I mean, yes. that's what it is. Like she, like I'm thinking the two of us combined. I mean, with what she's been through, mm-hmm. we're unstoppable. Like yeah. bring on the world. Like yeah. we we can handle it. Listen, so that's what I felt like. I I think you said something very important. Because here's the kicker, and I don't know if you felt this way. I mean, I was already, I mean, I've always been a strong-willed person, Mm -hmm. but I was determined that cancer was not going to be my end. (laughs) Um, And a lot of people, like a lot, even a lot of my doctors, they would be like, why are you smiling today? Right? I'm like, because I mean, I'm about to be done with this. This is why I'm smiling. <laughs> so cool. I'm going to, after that. we're done with this, I'm going to move on to the next thing. I'm going to move on to the next thing. Right. Well, and then I'm yeah. going to be done. And then I'm going to live my life. After That's what's going to happen. And you believed first. it. After no. I get the like, cord, how much right? did you believe it? You believed it. No, I had to. Right. That's amazing. I had to. Because here's, and, and you know, it's difficult, you know, being the youngest one. Um, and honestly, most yep. of the time being the only chocolate chip in the room. <laughs> legit like i'm in there with the pink robe on about to get my mammogram and i see rose and dorothy and sophia and blanche and then me and i'm blanche, like <laughs> and i see me so it's like a double anomaly like they're like what are you and they look at me like what are you doing here i'm like she's feeling my boobs just like yours like okay calm down <laughs> but i mean i think it, it, it was so vital in the very beginning because it was very lonely it was very because i didn't see anyone my age or my color like at I all well yeah you know what i mean isolating yeah, yes yeah. so i mean i had to, i was determined mm-hmm. and i think um a lot of my doctors said to me you know it was very important for you throughout your whole journey from from diagnosis, surgery, what have you, to keep that positive attitude because it really helped your healing. Like, it might have not healed you, but, I mean, you were up and moving. Like, it helps. Yes. I, don't, I don't know what, if there is research out there, mm-hmm. I am telling you, mm-hmm. attitude is so important to recovery Absolutely. and healing. Absolutely. I'm I, telling you. I can't speak to, the, to being the survivor, but just to plug a book, it's called The Magic of Believing. Okay. For all the listeners, if you've never read it, it's an older book, but 
this is what you're speaking to. Okay. Is to I mean, if you believe in your head, mm-hmm. listen, oh, um, this, so is, not gonna so, yeah, this yeah, is not going to beat me. This is not going to beat me. Not. I know you're interviewing us, but I just got to ask. No, yeah. How, how do you get the determination and and get in your mindset? I know I'm going to be like. How do you get that feeling of just? Um, <laughs> it's me. not even a guess. Like you know, life goes on. Like mm-hmm. how do you get that? How do you? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's impressive. It's just, it's just I amazing. No, I, I mean, um, because here's the kicker. And I think I maybe told you guys this story when I was first diagnosed. Um, I was at work, like in like a conference room. Like I got the call. She was like, are you sitting down? You know, are you by yourself? What have you? Yeah. Oh, and wow. she told me, so I just went back to my desk and went back to work because I didn't know how to process it. Uh, so I just went back wow. to my desk. I didn't tell my manager, like I had told my manager before, like, yeah. you know, this is what may be going on, but we'll find out. So I took, I processed it myself for a couple days. So I think number one, what really helped me like kind of just get to that level yeah. is before I let anyone else's emotions get to me, I sat with myself mm-hmm. and I sat okay. in my own stew, stew juices and was like, okay, well now what are you going to do about this? Like, okay, so I told my mom maybe that Sunday, well, my mom, my dad, my brother, um, family dinner Sunday, you know, and I was like, this may be what's going on. And like I've mentioned before on the podcast, it was right around that time. My dad had just had um, his prostate tumor removed Mm because he had prostate cancer. Um, And then he had fell in January. Something happened and he was recouping already. And my mom was already taking care of him. So I was like, okay, I don't really want to have to, you know, plop this on them yeah um so i kind of stayed strong for them and was like this may be going on i'll let you guys know but it took probably about three or four days for me to even after i got the diagnosis yeah um, because i needed to know for myself that i was going to be okay i didn't need to okay let me sit with it of course i prayed uh, you know night and day like oh my gosh what's going on but then (laughs) when i came out of it i was like okay let's go uh, let's go. Let I mean, That's where amazing. it came from, That's I have phenomenal. no idea. But um, to the point where, like, I would tell people because I'm involved in like my church and I sing and all of mm-hmm. that stuff, and I have a lot of you know associates and friends, and I told them straightway, if I'm not crying, you cannot cry. <laughs> I said what I'm about to tell you is, I mean, it's a big deal. It yeah. is a big yeah. deal. I said, but I'm okay, and I'm not crying, so you cannot cry. And they would be like, what? And I was like, so I have breast cancer. And we would sit with it for a second. <laughs> and I was like, just looking at him, like, let me see Don't a tear. you cry. You bet not. <laughs> um, and I think I mentioned in one of my last podcasts, I said what they did what they what they did at home is up to them. Right. I, I'm not saying don't mourn because here's the right. thing, we're not mourning. I'm not going anywhere. That's right. right. I'm not right. going anywhere. So no, let's go ahead and just fight what we need to fight and let's keep it moving. So mm-hmm. where I it came that. from, I have no idea, but well, that's I'm a great grateful way to explain for it. it. Well, yeah. you made a choice, right? That made is a true. Decision. That is true. It's so important. And and again, it just goes to show like when you are diagnosed, you have choices, believe it or not. You have choices. Along the entire spectrum. Absolutely. Even after diagnose, I mean, even after survivorship, I mean, when that starts, you know, treatment and survivorship really, mm-hmm. really starts. What choices mm-hmm. are you presented with? How am I going to move forward in life? And as young adults, we have so much life left. So much. Mm-hmm. So Unfortunately, much. some don't, right. but they still have a choice of how they want to finish it. That is correct. So I think. And that's still living. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's, right. that's still is. living. Yeah. It's so. about daily choices. 
coming back to that every day. I mean, every I'm day. 13 year survivor here, mm-hmm. and I still have to I be. I know, right? Yeah, but I still have to be reminded wait. of that. Like my energy isn't the same. It was what it was, and yeah. I'm okay with that. And, yeah. You know, I had to grieve a lot in mm-hmm. my in my days, and. I had issues with self-image and mm-hmm. confidence, of course. You mm-hmm. know, you're on a campus and your hair is maybe an inch long, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine being that young. Sick as a mm-hmm. dog, oh you know. But, but hey, you have the choices and you have to seek the help when you need it yep. and reach out for the support. And yep. I, I know it sounds cliche, but it is just so important no matter how long you're a survivor. Absolutely. Because I think a lot of times people don't want to accept that they're a patient or a survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get into like when you're a survivor, you know, I say since day one of diagnosis, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my perspective, mm-hmm. but, uh, it, it's just, um, how you want to live your life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Choices. Yeah, it is. Choices. It I is. believe it. I listen, I'm, I told people, look, okay, you're not going to be playing at my funeral anytime soon. So right. don't even worry about it. <laughs> like we're going to do this treatment and we're going to keep it moving. People used to say to me, like, how are you smiling? Like, right. When you were like. And I lost like so much weight and I couldn't even eat a cracker like an all day. Like mm-hmm. I just couldn't even stomach anything. Mm-hmm. And then like other people are crying and I'm not. It's just like same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I did it, but you pull from within. You pull it with your quote. Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta think of my quote. <laughs> yes, what's wait. your quote? He just came up with it today. Do don't wait a minute. Me might have to ask the next question before I come up with this. <laughs> live from within. Don't yeah, well yeah, live from within, yeah. But, but don't try to fit in, live from within. Oh, wow. That was my quote That's that I'm amazing. trying to, yeah, I was working with today. Yeah. Okay. So in here, you know, in yeah. here with the heart, when you start with the heart, you can't, you go, can't wrong. go wrong. You can't go wrong. No, no, no. Look at you. Yeah. Just, I, can I put that on my wall somewhere? Yeah, I, I'm planning <laughs> on putting it on my wall. Yeah, yeah. Just give Listen, book of quotes, babe. I, so <laughs> now that we're talking about you, what do you have going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was waiting for it to talk. come out. So let me just preface <laughs> everything that this amazing person is about to say. That Matt, who you hear Matt to be today is Matt all the time. Um, <laughs> he is always like fun loving and joking, but will give you the shirt off of his back in a minute. Like he is I mean, completely yeah. not right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> but he is completely amazing, and everything that he's about to tell you, he's doing will encapsulate that. So, well, you know, I'm going to start. Let me tell a story. We're talking about this world's toughest mutter, 2014. Mm-hmm. This was the first big fundraising event I did for Yaks. Mm-hmm. It was out in Las Vegas. It was in November 2014. Mm-hmm. It, this is a five-mile obstacle course mm. that you try to complete as many times as you can in 24 hours. And I'm going to tell you the story to tie it all in. I start out the event. starts in the morning, 10 a.m. I have on my race jersey, says Yaks on the front, mm-hmm. because I knew my why. The reason I was doing this and going to beat the crap out of myself for 24 hours <laughs> was for something bigger than me. Absolutely. So we, we raised a lot of money. I had I had people donate a dollar value per mile that I completed. So my performance was tied to how much money we'd Mm -hmm. raised. Mm -hmm. We start this thing out, get through 20, 25 miles. I'm getting a little overconfident. I remember one of the videos I was doing push-ups 25 (laughs) miles in. I felt great. I'm like, let's go. And then 27th, 28 mile, this sandstorm hits. And according to 
One of the guys in the hotel, it was the worst sandstorm wow. Vegas had seen in imagine. over a decade. Oh my gosh. The temperature dropped from 60 degrees, I think, down to 32, mm-hmm. 33. It was nearly freezing. You're outside going up and down hills. You're getting drenched with water. And I remember, and this is where I get emotional, is we finished the six laps. So we're 30 miles into this event. I'll mm-hmm. never forget this. And it was like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't remember what the time it was. It was getting late. We're freezing. I was doing it with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. ice cold, and we're huddled around this tent, this this hospitality tent. And it was him and myself and Steph and this guy's dad and one of his good friends. There's five of us. And we're trying to figure out this sandstorm's happening. Is it worth should we put ourselves back out there to do mm-hmm. five more miles? Or is it time to just hang it up? Right. You had people going out in ambulances because they had hypothermia. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a brutal situation. And I'll never forget, my buddy looked at me, and he's like, do you want to keep going? And I didn't want to respond. Like, I didn't want to say no. I'm competitive. So I kind of just put my head down. And I looked down, and I saw yaks written across that race jersey. And I'm just thinking, okay, I have 25, 30, 35 young adults that have battled this thing. They've put their life on the line. Mm -hmm. The least I can do is I'm here. I got to do five more miles for this crew. So ended up, I mean, it was I kind of regretted that about half a mile in on the, uh, <laughs> the last lap. I can imagine. But, but pushed through, and, I mean, everything, my body was all shutting down and everything by the time we finished 35 miles. Uh, but the bottom line is we didn't, we didn't do the 24 hours full, which is what I wanted to do. But I've never felt more alive than doing something that pushed myself. But it was, it was so much more than that. It's, and anybody listening, I mean, you know this, if you do something that is – so much bigger than the individual yeah, yeah. you can do things that you never ever Imagine, thought were possible never i would have like, ne- never I, I always, when i tell a story i say if i would have been there by myself just doing it for myself i may have got 20 25 miles mm-hmm. but you just push because others are relying on you and just yep. steph's I mean, the yas group said you know that i was you know heroic whatever but to me it was you guys are the heroes. I'm just trying to help out the best way mm-hmm. I can. I mean, you're fighting mm-hmm. this thing daily, and I'm doing it for one day. So the heroes are the mm-hmm. two of you, <laughs> not oh, this yeah. guy. Well, hey. Yeah, right. But, yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? So let's talk about this biking you just did. Was that this year? Yeah, yeah it January. was. January. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about. Coming up on a year. Yeah. You were on the news. You were everywhere, first of all. <laughs> I was like, Matt is repping for Yaks, okay? <laughs> like, I look up and I see your shining face on the telly. Like, it was amazing. So tell me a little bit, how did you prepare for that? Okay, so this event was, we came up with this event, I think, in probably in January of 2017, like almost a year before the event yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find, you know, you get done with something crazy, it's like, okay, what's next? What's next? Like, I got to yeah. keep pushing. You got to keep pushing. So found this 24 hours to something with 24 I hours. I like that. to get involved with that. I don't know. <laughs> 24 hour bicycle race in Adelaide, Australia. So right around the corner. You know? Of course, yeah, right you know. <laughs> so list. we, we went all out in this Australia trip, but 24 hour bike race. It's held, it actually ended up being held on about a two and a half mile loop course. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a quick story there. Mm-hmm. We get to this event and I'll tell you about the fundraising, but we, we, we're, I'm at, it's a, it's a racetrack. So you assume it's grass and asphalt and there's not like mother nature cannot really ruin this event. <laughs> well, little Sam did I know this, the <laughs> event was held on a racetrack that was just built. So there was no grass yet. It was all sand Holy and crap. the sandstorm from Vegas 
four years prior, decided to make a little trip to Adelaide, what? Australia. And I kid you not, that first off, the track was supposed to be five miles. They had to cut it in half because a guy got blown off his bike in a race earlier that morning. What? The wind was so crazy. And really? again, the sand played a part big Haunt, time. And it, it was just us. stinging. <laughs> oh, my god. But I mean, that, that's all, you know, that's all part of... You know, putting yourself out there, you're pushing things that the unknown and you have yeah. no idea what's out there. And it's like, okay, obstacles are going to come mm-hmm. in life, mm-hmm. in bike races, in cancer. You don't know, Absolutely. but can you get punched and keep going? And keep it moving. Yeah. And, it, and, it's, and that's what it. happened. So I ended up raising money for, for Yaks again. Mm-hmm. And, and really, it's, it, it, you know, I, I'm so, my heart is so into it because of Steph, because of Yolanda, because of, all these young adults that I am inspired by every single day. I don't care what anyone says. Like, they can say what stuff I do is crazy. I think you guys are crazy, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we wouldn't say pushing it's crazy, yeah. but you're just like this superhuman. <laughs> like, what in the world? So, uh, let's talk about this world record <laughs> that you have. Like, this man is amazing. Uh-huh. Like, we can go down the list. <laughs> Motivational speaker, published author. Yeah. World record holder. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm just so glad to be in your presence. Oh, I don't know about that. What? I, mean, what do you well, I appreciate that. Well, have you heard the name? Well, I, you could talk about your book, and then I, you should hear what's next on the list. Oh, goodness. So let's talk like, about it. I don't know if this is Where do you want me to go? You want me? No, no, I open. This is, if I want to release this information on Yolanda's podcast is where I want to start releasing That's so beautiful. And I said podcast again. You did. I was waiting for it. (laughs) I was just waiting. Why did you write a book, Matt? <laughs> well, you know what? Just I, I won't go into an extreme amount of detail, but the book, I wrote a book. It's called The First 15, meaning how to manage the first 15 minutes of your day every single day. And as you're both talking, I'm, I'm thinking about your stories and my story. And the interesting thing is, so I was an alcoholic for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to, I'm not comparing, but just to think of cancer versus alcoholism and the interesting thing is i mean in both situations you have you have decisions you have choices to make Mm -hmm. the interesting part for me is cancer for the most part is something you can't control you didn't know this was coming you got boom you got hit now what for Mm -hmm. me this was something i could control i Mm -hmm. did this to myself i put myself in this situation Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking okay now i got to get myself out Mm -hmm. and the, the craziest part was i never knew for years that I had control. I just thought, Mm. this is how life's going to be. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to drink whenever I'm in public. To be on a podcast like this, I'd be drinking back then. Like I wouldn't have been able to be, quote unquote, myself without three or four shots in me. Mm -hmm. So the story goes into my going into alcoholism and, I mean, depressed, lonely, Mm -hmm. embarrassed at who I'd become. And the turnaround, that is my big why. A big part of it is... In October 2011, I looked myself in the face after 10 years of drinking at least three, four nights a week for mm-hmm. a decade. And the first time I was embarrassed at the guy that was looking back at me. Mm. And it hit home so big. And I think I tell Steph this sometimes, and I think this to myself. Every workout I go into, anytime I'm pushing myself, I think about that guy from 2011. And mm-hmm. I just think, this guy would have quit. Mm-hmm. This guy would have stopped. And I want to be the opposite of who he is. Mm-hmm. So that's my reason why and that's so I wrote the book to help anyone going through any difficult time mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I talk about alcoholism turned you know fitness champion so to speak and 
some of the accomplishments I have, but the morning routine that I use and still use today to get myself pumped for owning the day. You know, mm-hmm. if you can own 15 minutes, Absolutely. you can own the day, then you can own the year, then yeah. you can own 10 years in your life. Mm-hmm. And it starts, I think, with with some small amount, whether it's 15 minutes or five yeah. minutes, and you, you build from there. Right. So, yeah, that's that's kind of long You take someone who just kind of rolls out of bed, checks their phone, you know, looks at social media and gets upset. Someone else who gets out of bed, you know, mm-hmm. does a little routine. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have different days. Oh, absolutely no. Very, I I can attest to that. No matter <laughs> yes, what you've survived. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yep. In so. life in general, like if I don't, I, I don't have necessarily a fifteen minute routine. And by the way, I bought the book. Haven't read it yet. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Uh, sure, I bought it on minutes. Amazon though. Oh. So I have the Kindle version. Oh. Perfect. Kindle, yeah. 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 Um, but, um, I can tell the difference in my day. Like Mm -hmm. if I don't get up, same thing. If I get up and check my social media, you know, log into work and just get my day started versus if I wake up, pray purposefully, read either a devotion or a book to get my brain moving, to get my heart connected to the day. You said it. All the way different. Heart connected to the day. I love that. (laughs) That's great. I should have used that in the book. (laughs) Next book. Next next book. Quote me, baby. But but that's so true. I mean, you're talking about people who wake up and their reaction. You're reacting to everything. Mm -hmm. You're reacting to the news. You're reacting to social media. You're reacting to whatever. Instead of wake up and give me me a purpose. Let me take action on the day instead of being on the defensive all day yep. and not really knowing where the day's going. Yep. So and chasing my day instead of my day coming after me. Like, That's exactly okay, right. Come on. Oh yeah. This right. is what we're doing today. Right. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely makes a world of difference. So I'm excited to read the book. I'm excited, excited. that you got it. That's that's yeah, cool. of course. Yeah. Come on, you it's know just I'm so support. applicable to anyone's life. Yeah, absolutely. Which is super cool. Yeah, yeah, that's so, what I was hoping to do. Yeah. Can we hear about what's next? <laughs> yeah, you knew I was gonna ask. This is this is. There's honestly, always something on the list, Yolanda. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and really, that is, I mean, talk about that in the book too. Just something. If you can keep something out there, some goal that you're yeah. gonna attain, that's motivation. I mean, it keeps mm-hmm. you going. So. The, this is as of about four days ago. This just came about. So oh, hot off the I've, presses. Hot off the presses. Mm-hmm. I've never run a marathon, never run a full marathon. Okay. So the – and, you know, I'm Pittsburgh through and through. Love my hometown. Yes. I'm trying to find ways to, you know, help out my city whenever I can. Mm-hmm. So the, the game plan is on May 5th, which is the Pittsburgh Marathon, Yeah. I'm going to hopefully run the full marathon, and I'm going to – be holding a flag that for I'm sure most listeners know the tragedy at the Pittsburgh synagogue yeah. where there was 11 people that were killed mass shooting. I'm going to hold that stronger than hate flag mm-hmm. on the 26.2 miles. And I'm also in contact with the synagogue right now. And actually Pittsburgh marathon, some of their staff, because I'm going to wear an 11 pound weight vest mm-hmm. during the run in honor of the 11 people that were killed. So I want to try to connect it all together, and I'm hoping to do some sort of dinner afterwards for the for the eleven the families of the eleven people mm-hmm. that were lost. And I don't know how that's all going to connect, but yeah, I'm just you know I, I want to kind of breathe hope, I guess, into into the families, into Pittsburgh, into the world. Yeah. And you know, and, and the other thing is, I want to mention and and talk about how even through tragedy, sometimes that's where you have these heroes stepping up and you can just yeah. feel the country wanting to help Pittsburgh and Pittsburghers yeah. want to help other Pittsburghers. Yeah. Full disclosure, I am Catholic mm-hmm. and I am even more excited that 
this is a Jewish community, and, yeah. and it doesn't matter, Catholic, no. Jewish, Protestant, right, black, right. white, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all human beings, yep. and yep. that's that's part of the why for that journey. So I'm going to have that in the back of my mind as I beat the crap out of myself running with a weight vest, but <laughs> I'm looking forward amazing. to it. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Oh, so I'm going to create a little team of support. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. I'm always the cheerleader. Listen, I'm. you know, I'm cheering. You know, the biggest I'm there for you. You know, I'm not running. <laughs> I was gonna say, Steph, Let's you face it. Steph can Let's hold up this. Be she can hold up our favorite sign at marathons that yeah, says right. "Run faster." I just <laughs> farted. Like that's the sign she's gonna hold up. That's your sign. <laughs> no, no, that's you your can sign. Hold it that's my that's sign. sign. Okay. <laughs> so that is amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm yeah. Excited. Definitely keep me posted on everything that happens with yeah. that. I'll let um all of the listeners know specifically if you're in the city. You know, if you want to participate or or you know help in some way. You know absolutely. what I mean? That'll definitely, that'll ways. be, ama- yeah, there's time, yeah. listen, there, it's, it unfortunately takes a tragedy to bring everyone together. That's um, true. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. But right. what better way than to show your support when you can, than in something like this, Yeah. you know what I mean? To bring everyone together. That's amazing. Even aside from tragedy, what's yeah. not m- more rewarding than helping someone else? Exactly. I'm telling you, we, we recently, we yeah. recently volunteered and served um, dinner to the homeless veterans oh, yeah. and it was just such a humbling experience like it, it just leaves you wanting to do more because mm-hmm. there's so much out there that you can be doing for others and you just absolutely. feel like a bigger better person at the end of the day absolutely it's just such i a beg win-win. anyone listening to yeah. just pick something and try it to volunteer mm-hmm. help someone in need and and i'm not saying donate money if you don't have it you right. don't have to donate right time yeah. right. donate your time right Right. One of my first podcast episodes was Why Not Pinktober. Yeah. And my hashtag oh, yeah. was We're Pink, Write a Check. Um, <laughs> because we're aware of the disease, but, right. you know, now let's put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. But my, my whole preface was okay, so even if you don't have a check, though, are you volunteering? Are you right. helping someone? Are you in the hospitals, you know, h- helping navigate people through the system? Yep. It doesn't have to be money. Volunteer exactly. your time. Exactly. Volunteer your time to sit with someone while they're going through chemo. If you see someone that's Everyone doesn't have family support. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you said, we were fortunate enough to have families that were complete rocks for us. Exactly. But everyone doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, absolutely. If if you want to know any more about, like, Cancer Caring Center, about anything that Matt is doing, definitely um, either hit me up or I'll plug all of you guys' social media as well awesome. um, down in the, um, in the show notes because that's crucial. Um, just like you said, it doesn't have to be a tragedy that brings us together. But why not? Like, since we're here, we might as well do this together. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Guys, it's been amazing. Oh, no, that means we're ending. No. It's been, because I think you answered all of my notes. (laughs) Um, Such a pleasure. I got to throw this out there. Yolanda is the bomb, by the way, because she gets out there, puts a podcast on. Anyone listening. Hey, talk about about, a motivational speaker. She's a motivational speaker. She is so humble over there. Anyone thinking about starting a podcast or anything positive, <laughs> talk to Yolanda because she Listen, just goes I remember, and gets it. I remember back in like April, May mm-hmm. when the YSC uh, symposium was coming oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. you were all nervous oh and I said, gosh. you can do this. You, you got this, and oh you gosh. did it, and Yolanda she Yolanda rocked it. the stage yes. in front Listen, of many, many people. I'm so grateful that you like pushed me, like thwarted me, like, no, girl, what are you doing? I'll help you. Nope. You're doing it. Let's go. I knew you would do it. Because I told Stacy, I was like, no, I don't know of anyone. I don't know. She was like, okay, I'll just ask around. Like, not even a week later, Stephanie's like, 
Um, this just came across my desk. I'm I'm gonna put your name in, but I just wanted to make sure you were okay with it. I was like, <laughs> really? After I had already told them about her, I'm like, maybe I should tell Yolanda that I already oh, nominated no, her no, to be a speaker. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. And actually, on um, Giving Tuesday, yeah. Um, Step, not Stephanie, you're Stephanie. Stacy was mm-hmm. doing a um Facebook Live with yeah. like the program coordinator, just talking about YSC and everything. And um, the person who was interviewing Stacy asked her what was her most memorable moment, like, because she's also a breast cancer survivor. And she brought up the symposium. And she was talking about how it was a lot, because, of course, you know, she's the regional director for this area. And she was like, it was so much like putting all the details and everything together. Um, And she said, you know, the morning of, we went for a walk and everything was like organically going on and everything was good. Um, you know, the sessions were great. And she said, but then we had this lunchtime speaker. She was like, like, and you know, Yolanda Murphy was there and she was like, I feel kind of, you know, great because I kind of recruited her to be a state leader for Pennsylvania. I was like, Stacey, you're just so much. I was like, that was really your most memorable moment. She was like, are you kidding me? I'm not surprised at all. I'm not even close to surprised. I was like stunned. She was like, I shot you out, girl. I was like, for what? Yes, you did. Yes, you Um, did. But I mean, it's, I mean, both of you can probably attest at any time that you feel like you can help someone else. You find, I mean, at least for me, the most creative ways to get that done. Um, Because yes, volunteering your time, like you said, is definitely important. Being out there in the trenches with the people like you are, you know what I mean? is so crucial and vital. Um, But I came to the understanding and knowledge that in this day and age, people are age. They're listening, they're right. watching, they're right. tweeting. Um, so I was like, let me get in this space real quick. Let me mm-hmm. see what I can see. Because I feel like, I mean, I researched podcasts here, there, and everywhere. There are some doctors that are talking about breast cancer. There's some women talking about, you know, diagnosis. But let's talk from the young person perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I did not see any of that. So I was like, let's do it. There's so much to say. At- Girlfriend. Oh my gosh. We Listen. Could a, we could write a book on just that. <laughs> I think you should. I think that's good. And will. Yeah. Okay. No, I, like I already that. have some stuff in the works that we'll talk about. I oh. know you do. We'll talk about I don't that doubt later. it. I love that. I, Listen, I am pumped for it. I, I, pre-order. I'm pre-ordering Just right remind now. me I have something to tell you. I'm not going to release it because it's not ready to be released oh, in the okay. public. I feel like VIP now. I know. I do. You guys are so cute. <laughs> so guys, this has been amazing. Thank you. My very first guest, I told both of them, I said, you have to be first. Yeah, like, wow. You have to be because you're just both so amazing and you just mean that much Likewise, to me. Likewise, girl. Yes. Um, right so I hope you guys um, loved our conversation because that's really all it was, was... What it is. This is what this it is. This is like what we talk about in This group. is what we do, right? <laughs> yeah. That's my whole point. Like, That's why it's so easy let's to join back, us. Relax. Yes. This is VIP. You know? We have LaCroix water for all oh of you that gosh. are, yeah. I mean, she hooked it up tonight. <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> Louise, Matt. Goodness gracious. <laughs> but I want to leave everyone with something. So, like I said, I'm going to plug all of your social media and everything. Thank your you. book. Um, everything that you have going on, of course, Cancer Caring Center, Yaks. Again, if you guys know of anyone, um, what are, are do we have an age range for Yaks? It's eighteen to thirty-nine. Okay, but like five years ago, the, I won't say her name, but um, she was thirty-eight when she joined the group. She's now forty-three, and she's still uh, in the group. Okay. Listen, I don't kick people but out. But still, I mean, that's still crucial time. You Absolutely, know what I mean? yeah. so, I've never had an eighteen-year-old join us. Okay, the youngest we've had is twenty twenty. Okay. Okay. And it works. Hey, it does. Excuse me. And we, I love, I mean, I talk about like, you guys would think that like we see each other every day. Like, like I talk about you guys all the time. Like, cause we're family. It's like legit, legit. So I'm definitely going to plug everything for all of you. 
Um, but before we leave, I have one question for each of you. Kay. Uh-oh. She's getting serious. Dropping the bomb. Oh, yeah, Not coming? serious. About it's to get good the bomb. question. And started sweating for the first time in the whole <laughs> It's a good question. Okay. So, Matt, I'll ask you yours first. Uh-huh. Oh, good. What would you tell other co-survivors that may be thinking about dating someone with cancer or have had cancer? Mm. Or what would you tell wow, another yeah. co-survivor about um, either ex- accepting, like being in love with someone or dating someone if they say, Oh, this is what my life has been. Like, what advice could you give? That is, that's a powerful question right there. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way to answer that one. One of the things I'll mention, and this is more on the surface, and maybe we'll go a little deeper, mm-hmm. is, and this probably goes for any relationship, but especially, you know, if, if if it's a survivor, maybe someone who's just going through it. I think there are times when you just listen and you mm-hmm. you don't need to come up with the answer you don't need to mm-hmm. respond with advice you can just listen mm-hmm. hear out the other person if it's male uh female it doesn't matter mm-hmm. and then there are times where you may be asked or, or they will tell you you know they need your advice they need some input they mm-hmm. need to help you push a little bit and i'm still learning with steph you know some of the ways to handle certain situation maybe that's just marriage i don't know i was gonna say that but comes i'm with sure that. that's yeah right. i was gonna say but yeah. but i yeah <laughs> i mean i do think i mean in this world you know things happen for a reason if you're out there and you meet somebody and you click with them and mm-hmm. you just feel there's a connection uh i wouldn't let anything stop that i don't care mm-hmm. what it is if you love that person and you're falling for the person and something tragic happens something terrible happens like cancer i mean there's going to be terrible events that happen in everybody's life. Mm -hmm. And to me, having the experience with Steph, I mean, I can really speak and just say, I mean, and and she'll say too, that it's, it helped shape her. And I mean that in a Mm -hmm. great way. I mean, it it helped make her talking about badasses, like the badass Mm -hmm. that she is. And my, my only advice is, you know, if, if you feel feelings for somebody, no matter what they're going through, go all in. I mean, mm-hmm. if you know that you love them, then love is love. I love mean, you, you just got to absolutely go all in. So I, you don't let it hold you back. I think the other thing is, and maybe Steph can can speak to it too, but, um, you know, just, I think it's almost helped us with our communication. I mean, we I communicate, gonna say, what were you going to say? Yeah, we communicate so well. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of that is she's so open about the what had happened in the past and even some of the you know, like neuropathy, like some of the mm-hmm. things that happen now. And, and that openness, it just builds trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's amazing to say that cancer may have helped us build more trust with oh, each yeah. other. But, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't – my only advice would be don't let anything like that stop you from pursuing if you really if you really like or love the person. Awesome. you got to go all in. If you don't all like them, then, then you, well, you get out. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, get out then. <laughs> get out then. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. I like that because yeah. I think it's important um, because one of my podcast episodes um, is going to be about dating mm-hmm. after yeah. diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow, I have a yeah. young woman that I'm going to bring on who has been not like a, I hate to put it this way, like not a serial dater, but <laughs> since diagnosis, She's been really leery, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that would be great advice, you know what I mean, for anyone, not just someone who's being diagnosed, but someone who hasn't, has never been touched by it. But right. then you get this dropped. Like like you said, when you first found out, you were like, what are these people are going to be like? Because you just yeah. don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Um, 
But I think that's good. I think that's good. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Steph, I have a really good one for you. Get her you. with a good one. Yeah, that's right. Make it tough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not tough. It's okay. just good. Grand good finale clean, here. That's good, right. clean thinking. Uh-huh. Good. Um, so if you could tell your pre-cancer self something, what would you tell her? Mm. Ooh, I've never been asked that. Yolanda? Should I like to dig deep, girl. Talk amongst ourselves. You need a minute there? You know, <laughs> I can start singing. Oh, I think I would tell her first and foremost that the values in your life are so important. I mean, I was 19 and I, I was just so immature and I really didn't value life and how precious it is. Mm -hmm. I think I took advantage of so much Mm -hmm. at the time, uh, regarding family, regarding school, regarding my future. Uh, I think I would just say to really cherish what's important and what's important are your values right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think that's number one um it's a good start a because start. Mm-hmm. when i was at that you know what before you're diagnosed let's face it it's an it's an eye-opening experience oh, absolutely and so you i think a lot of survivors can agree when we say it's so eye-opening to what's valuable in life mm-hmm. um I still remember when I was going through treatment, I had a bald head. I was sick as a dog. And it was in September of 2005 when I was in the middle of treatment. And my oncologist said that my mom could wheel me out to the courtyard just Mm -hmm. to feel the sunshine. Mm -hmm. I had been in the hospital for two weeks. And Mm -hmm. you don't realize Mm -hmm. just how good that felt. It Mm -hmm. was like something in my soul just came alive Mm -hmm. just to feel the sunshine. Like something as small as that. Mm To go outside and get to feel that co- the the nice air mm-hmm. and the real sunshine mm-hmm. was just amazing. Mm-hmm. It was just an incredible experience that I will remember for the rest of my life. So I would say to anyone who has never been diagnosed, even those who ha- are survivors, if they don't do this already, is just to figure out what's most important in you. Like what's your purpose and how can you obtain your best life every single day because we don't know i i could get cancer again i don't yep. know yep. none of us know that until that time if it ever comes back what am i doing today that's going to be mm-hmm. not regrettable in the future to say i could have and i should have mm-hmm. you know so that's really i think looking back what i would have told my younger self is you know cherish the support system that you have and if you don't have one search for one mm-hmm for sure. You know, this is this is a hard life nowadays. It's mm-hmm. scary out in that world. Mm-hmm. But we can't live in fear. Right. You know, right. and I, I'm not saying I did live in fear when I was a teen because Lord knows I didn't. Um, but you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. first and foremost. And that's something that I've really been working on since diagnosis. Um, and let's face it, I really wasn't taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um I was a teen that partied. Let's, you know, be yeah, honest here. Yeah. And so not only do you have to take advantage of your life and live it to the fullest degree, but you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't take that time for themselves. Absolutely. And that can be damaging mm-hmm. on so many levels. Mm-hmm. So just to piggyback off of all of that and just to also piggyback off of what Matt was saying, mm-hmm. communication is so important Mm -hmm. and with my survivorship I had to communicate with whoever I was going to end up with Mm -hmm. if ever I was going to end up with someone because Mm -hmm. 
we have a lot to tell. You know, we mm-hmm. have a lot of quote unquote baggage. Uh, and I don't say that in a negative way. No, but honey, we got it. But you can't hide. You can't hide who you are mm-hmm. and who you've been. So. Because that's who I am now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you said in your podcast, why you tell your story, yep. why it's so important. You know what? Yep. I'm the bellhop, and I'll take that luggage and baggage. And boom, <laughs> we're going to the moon. So oh I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. But, uh, Absolutely. No, that I mean. I only thought of that because those are the types of questions I ask myself. You know those what I mean? That kind of like sure. motivates me. Um, okay, so you can't be who you are, be f- who you were before. Mm-hmm. So who do you want to be now? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so if we took away the diagnosis, what would you be doing different now? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think, I don't know, maybe it's just, I think like that all That's the time. That's a great like, way to think. That's impressive. Um, yeah. So, yes, no, you definitely answered the question. It was great i mean if i wasn't diagnosed i have no idea where i'd be in life right now because i was going down a bad road i don't know where i would be honestly i I was drinking i I was partying i was you know i had a fake id and oh you was getting it in i was and it was not good i mean it was (laughs) okay stuff i didn't know all of that (laughs) listeners (laughs) don't do it don't do it very unhealthy yeah so yeah and i mean that kind of goes back to what we were saying before like we're lucky you know, exactly. to have that diagnosis. That's yeah. well done. Because yeah, I don't right. know where I would be without it. Same. Like, to be honest, I don't. So, Same. and let's not keep talking. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> anyway, hey, you guys, it has been amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, oh, my And thank goodness. you to all the listeners, really. Yeah. Guys, please hit them up. If Again, if you know of anyone that needs any types of services, um, Matt is the motivational speaker of the century, so he'll Ooh, he'll wow. speak to anybody and just he get will. them up off their <laughs> high horses. <laughs> um, but it has been amazing. Thank you again so much, thank guys. You. Thank you so much. If you've listened until the end, you love me. Thank you so much. We love you. Aww, thank yeah, you. Right. And until next time, guys.